This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin directs DOD's CIO to immediately issue new procedures on handling classified information. A Biden cabinet secretary gets called out for violating the Hatch Act. And OPM washes its hands of COVID-19. Those stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. It's Wednesday, April 19th, 2023. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian. The Supreme Court is considering whether a former mail carrier refusing to work on Sundays put an undue hardship on the Postal Service. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. Attorneys for a former rural carrier assistant, Gerald Groff, say USPS didn't go far enough to accommodate his religious beliefs when it scheduled him to work Sundays. The case may soon decide whether USPS or other employers should face a higher bar to demonstrate whether a religious accommodation request would become an undue hardship for its business. Solicitor General Elizabeth Perlager says Groff's refusal to work Sundays put a direct burden on other mail carriers. That caused problems with the timely delivery of mail and it actually produced employment retention problems. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. A union expansion to reach federal employees in Europe is gaining traction. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman reports. Just a handful of Defense Department civilian employees have so far joined the newest local chapter for the American Federation of Government Employees. But the union says that number is growing by the day. Once AFGE reaches the 30% threshold of eligible members who sign up, it plans to petition the Federal Labor Relations Authority for formal recognition. AFGE officials hope to meet that goal by the end of the year. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network. A Biden cabinet official is the latest federal executive found in violation of the Hatch Act. In a letter, Special Counsel Henry Kerner informed President Biden that HHS Secretary Javier Becerra improperly endorsed the re-election of California Senator Alex Padilla while speaking at a public event last fall. The Hatch Act prohibits federal employees from using their official authority or influence to affect the outcome of an election. Becerra told the Office of Special Counsel that his remarks were off the cuff and since then has received additional training on the Hatch Act. Defense Department personnel are set to get new guidelines for handling classified information. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin is directing DOD's chief information officer to immediately issue new guidance on proper security procedures for classified info. That comes from a directive signed out by Austin yesterday. The CIO's guidance could include restricting distribution lists for classified networks, allowing limited access to certain intelligence products, and only allowing people to print things from top-secret networks by exception. The Pentagon is also considering increasing inspections when people enter and exit classified facilities. Austin's memo comes after an Air National Guardsman was arrested last week in connection with damaging classified data leaks. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. The Agriculture Department lays out its initial thinking to move to the next generation of cloud services, Federal News Network's Jason Miller tells us more. USDA is considering a new approach to give missionaries rapid access to cloud capabilities. In a new request for information, Agriculture lays out this concept called Stratus and asks for industry feedback. 
USD envisions a contract vehicle with multiple pools of vendors providing hyperscale cloud services, cloud integration and support, and software as a service capabilities. For this initial RFI, USDA is asking hyperscale cloud providers to answer six questions, including their pricing structure, security compliance, and consumption models. Responses to the RFI are due by May 4th. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The Office of Personnel Management will soon remove COVID-19 from its operating status. Starting May 15th, the pandemic will no longer drive agencies' decisions on how and where they serve the public. OPM says agencies should follow White House guidance that calls for more of a balance between telework and in-person work. The change to the operating status only impacts federal employees working what OPM designates as, quote, inside the Washington Capitol Beltway, end quote. Other federal employees should look for announcements issued by individual agencies. The Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency is getting a new chief of staff. After a two-year stint by Kirsten Tote, she'll be replaced by Catherine Coulter Mitchell, who currently serves as the Deputy Undersecretary for the Department of Homeland Security's Science and Technology Directorate. Two agencies agree to work together to achieve net zero operations. The Homeland Security Department and the General Services Administration sign a memorandum of understanding to promote decarbonization, clean and resilient technology, and high-performance sustainable buildings. This is the first MOU between GSA and another agency specifically with the goal of reducing their environmental footprint. As part of the MOU, the agencies will share technical expertise, tools and training to increase facilities' sustainability and resilience at the DHS headquarters at St. Elizabeth's, as well as throughout DHS's footprint nationwide. A new directed energy lab offers the Army and industry partners a chance to collaborate on innovation and modernization. The Army Space and Missile Defense Command Technical Center at Redstone Arsenal in Alabama will feature indoor and outdoor facilities to test new technologies. Industries working with the Army can use the lab to benchmark the progress of new products and technology still in development. It's the Army's first lab to provide a third-party source of integration and verification of directed energy weapons systems. A new initiative started by the Office of the Undersecretary of Defense for Research and Engineering will foster a closer collaboration with companies in the commercial space sector. The office wants help from commercial companies to assess risks and adopt new technologies. Commercial satellites currently play a large role in space intelligence gathering. The Research and Engineering Office wants to expand the role of the commercial space industry and get new ideas and new products designed for defense use. The program will fall under the management of the office's director for space, Lindsay Millard. Find these stories and more at federalnewsnetwork.com. For the Federal Newscast of Wednesday, April 19th, 2023, I'm Peter Masurlian.